Good morning. Amidst all the big state elections yesterday, there was another one here in Leesburg. Leesburg has a new council member, for the next year anyway. For Thursday, November 9th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Today's Morning Minute is brought to you by M.I. Homes. Join M.I. Homes for an evening of elegance at the Grant at Willisford on Thursday, November 9th from 6 to 9 p.m. Enjoy wine tasting and pairing ideas from the Ashburn Wine Shop. Get ideas for holiday tablescapes from Pottery Barn. And there will be raffles, food, and much more. Please RSVP by November 7th. Visit mihomes.com slash willisford for more details. That's Thursday, November 9th at the Grant at Willisford and mihomes.com slash willisford. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. There was one other election on Tuesday that I haven't talked about on the Morning Minute. I know we're all ready to take a day off from election stuff, so I'll be quick. The Democratic sweep of the state elections was reflected here in Leesburg, where Democratic pick Vanessa Maddox beat Republican pick Josh Thiel for a seat on the town council. Maddox will serve the remaining year of Kelly Burke's council term. Burke left her seat on the council when she was elected mayor. Maddox topped Thiel with 47.2% of the vote, compared to Thiel's 44.4%. That's a 356-vote lead. She won in 7 out of 11 town precincts and tied in one more. It was the first run at public office for both of them. Maddox works for an IT company in Herndon. She's already served on both the town's Economic Development Commission and its Technology and Communications Commission. At a raucous gathering of Democrats at the Tasting Room at Palio, she gave credit for her victory to the people around her and who worked behind the scenes on her campaign. It was a much quieter scene with the Republicans over at Dog Money Restaurant and Brewery, where Thiel thanked his supporters. He also made sure to recognize Delegate Randy Minshew, who just lost his seat to Democrat Wendy Goodidis. Uh, Delegate Minshew got two rounds of applause. But Thiel said he plans to stay involved in the town. He's still a member of the town's Economic Development Commission, and he hasn't ruled out taking another run at that seat. Maddox is expected to be sworn in before the end of the week, but there will also be a formal ceremony on Monday at 6 p.m. at the town hall. And then it's down to business. Her first town council meeting is at 7. The seat will be back on the ballot next November for a full four-year term, along with those of Councilman Marty Martinez, Vice Mayor Suzanne Fox, and Kelly Burke's two-year mayoral term. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, along most of Route 7, the county government is spending millions trying to keep traffic moving along. But in Sterling, county supervisors are moving toward putting crosswalks across the county's main artery. Most of Route 7 in Loudoun is already designed as a limited-access highway, which means a grassy median, high speed limits, and relatively few access points. But in Sterling, Route 7 looks more like a city street, right down to the people walking across it. This year, after a sustained push by Sterling Supervisor Coran Sains, supervisors will look at finding money for three crosswalks on Route 7, between Northern Virginia Community College and Potomac Run Plaza, at Potomac View Drive, one stoplight east of the Community College, and at Lakeland Drive at the Sugarland Crossing Shopping Center, just short of the Fairfax County line.
They'll be talking about adding them to the county's capital improvement program in the next fiscal year, which means skipping to the front of the line in that six-year program. The crosswalks are estimated to cost altogether about $822,000. The board has already said it will prioritize the crosswalks near the community college first. Those are particularly important to Northern Virginia Community College. They try to discourage students from walking across Route 7, but they're not always successful. And some students don't really have a choice because they don't have a car. Loudoun Campus Provost Dr. Julie Leidig said if the county puts in a crosswalk, the college could build a sidewalk to connect to it on campus. But like so many projects in Loudoun right now, the crosswalks will be competing with a Goliath. Metro. Supervisor Ralph Bona has already said his first priority will be bike and pedestrian access to Loudoun's future metro stops, and if it comes down to an either-or, he won't pick the crosswalks in Sterling. Supervisors will hear about the crosswalks again later in November when the board's Transportation and Land Use Committee takes a look at the county's bicycle and pedestrian plan. The school system has been recognized for cutting its suspension rate. Five years ago, school leaders set out to reduce the suspension rate across the school system with the idea of finding more constructive ways to discipline students. Today, they say there's more work to be done, but they've already got congratulations from the Legal Aid Justice Center for their progress so far. That's a nonprofit in Charlottesville that provides legal services for low-income people. Last month, it released its Suspended Progress 2017 report, which looked at suspensions and expulsions for the 2015-2016 school year. They found Virginia schools handed down 131,500 suspensions to more than 70,000 students that year, which was more than the previous year. But Loudoun County Public Schools was one of the 12 school systems the report spotlighted for non-punitive, restorative practices. During the 2015-2016 school year, 699 Loudoun students were suspended at least once, less than 1% of the student population. None were expelled. That's considerably lower than five years earlier when 1,004 students were suspended and 11 were expelled. And this happened over a period of time in which the school system grew by more than 13,000 students. Over the past few years, the schools have brought a program called Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports into every school. It helps educators prevent poor behavior, especially for students who would benefit more from counseling than from time out of school. That program has been paired with a student-to-student support program called PEER, and together school board members say those programs are to credit for suspensions and expulsions dropping off even while enrollment increases. But there's always more work to be done, of course. Now the focus is on reducing suspensions among minority students and students with disabilities. Like at the state level, Loudoun's black and Hispanic students and students with disabilities are disproportionately suspended and expelled. Special education students in Loudoun County are three times more likely to be suspended. Black students are two and a half times more likely, and Hispanic students are one and a half times more likely. The school board has set a goal to close that gap by 2020. Come 2020, we'll let you know how that went. The Leesburg Town Council may be giving up on the idea of the city of Leesburg for now. For the first time in years, the council will likely drop the request to become a city from its list of state legislative priorities. This is the list of things that they ask our state government to make happen. Being a city in Virginia, I should say, is different than pretty much in any other state. Cities in Virginia are county equivalent, or in other words, they're not actually in any county. So if Leesburg becomes a city, it would no longer be in Loudoun, it would just be surrounded by Loudoun. 
Of course, that also has all kinds of implications, like having to start up your own school system and so on. Right now in Virginia, there's a moratorium on new cities. Just this past year, the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors opposed a bill in the General Assembly introduced by Delegate Randy Menchu to create an exemption for towns with populations of at least 40,000 people, probably in part because the Loudoun County Government Building is here in Leesburg. Again, if it becomes a city, technically the Loudoun County Government Building is not in Loudoun County. Anyway, it gets messy. Mayor Kelly Burke said it seems silly to keep the idea of city status on the agenda when there just doesn't seem to be any momentum for it. And a husband and wife team of restaurateurs have got three new projects in the works for downtown Leesburg. And a new report shows the wedding industry put more than $118 million into the Loudoun economy this year. But anyway, I've already been talking forever, so get the full story on these and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, today is The Big Give over at Refraction at Reston Town Center. Guests will have the opportunity to vote for and award grants to three deserving nonprofits. It's $25 to get in. Get the details and tickets for this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Do you think you sell more beer at a happy political party or a sad one?